welcome to Fred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. So welcome to episode 19, Rat and Ron. Yes, sir. And episode 19 it is. That means episode 20 is coming up fast, and it looks like it might be a Stanley Cup final uh, preview show on, a, on our episode 20 miles. So, so that'd be nice. <clears throat> yeah, so we got some ground to cover here. But uh, before we get into that, uh, it's going to be, we got a lot to cover this week, but I just want to mention... Well, my uh, the audio should be a lot better this week than it was last week. I was on location and you know in the hotel room on my laptop, live so, from hockey camp. So uh, it must have did me some good because Wednesday night I was lights out. I mean, I gave up four goals. There were sloppy goals. I knew I you know just rebound goals, and one was actually literally on the line. Your own head. Yeah. No, actually, it wasn't. Uh, I think I was getting into the players' heads. Um, but there was one that was right on the line, and I probably should have had it. I was right there. I could have grabbed it, but I grabbed uh, grabbed the guy's stick. <laughs> it didn't work because he still poked it in. But um, it was actually the guy, one of our uh, players that used to be on our team. Um, it was actually Art. Uh, the, the listeners don't know what he is. Art? Yeah. Giving a shout uh, out to Art. <laughs> yeah, he always seems to score on me. But um and then uh uh last night I was playing center and the first couple face offs I didn't really do too well because well there are new uh referees that I haven't seen in a while and just probably had to get used to how they dropped the puck, but after that I was killing face offs, winning them clean. It's making a lot of good plays. Um, I managed to score a goal. We were down two nothing at the time, so it was the first. It was our our team's first goal, first first goal, first game was the summer season, and I scored the first goal of our of our team. So we ended up losing five to three, but um, it was a nice goal right in my office, just like uh, the demo man. man. That that's where all my goals were. I was right in front of the net. It was more of a finesse play than normal, though. Kind of, sort of, even for a rebound. Shot came from the high slot, rebound. I was kind of like in front towards the side of the net, and then I got my stick on the on the puck and put it in on the other side of the goalie. I didn't even see the puck at first, and I saw it in the back of the net. I'm like, oh, it scored. So, yeah. Sounds like you had a good week of hockey. Yeah, I needed that. So I guess we can, if you don't have anything to add for anything for your week, I know we always seem to talk about me. No, that's okay. I've just been busy. Um, You know, for all of you out there listening, uh, it's the Spenceport Volunteer Firemen's Carnival. Come on out, support your local firemen, grab something to eat, grab some food, and enjoy yourselves. So that's where I'm going to be the next couple of days here. I have to check it out tomorrow. Oh, anything going on? So let's jump right into the uh, conference finals. Let's start with um, let, let's start with the Western Conference since uh, okay. there's only a couple games. Game three was last uh, week. I think it was Friday night. Uh, uh, no, it was Saturday. Or, oh, okay, it was, it was Saturday. Saturday. Yep, Saturday okay. was the Abs. Uh, 
Colorado ended up winning this game four to two. Yeah, they're just you know you know they're just too fast. Just I thought I thought Edmonton was going to come right out and they responded well. McDavid scored thirty six seconds into the game, but then uh, Kane had a another questionable uh, hit um, on Kadri. Yeah, I, Kadri. I think that was bullcrap. I, I mean, he, he knew what he was game. doing. Uh, he did get a five minute major, and I believe he got kicked out of the game, or did he just get a yep. five minute? And we can talk about he. He also got suspended for it as well. We'll note that later on. But I think D-Law, what what is your thoughts on that hit? Like, let's talk about that for a second. Um, I we both saw it. I think I saw. I don't know if I. I might have seen the replay of it. Um. I mean, it was a boarding. If, 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 if that's a hit that I was thinking of, it was it was a boarding. So I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, I think I think Kane was targeted, Kadri, just because of all the things you know. Well, Kadri's been scoring, you know, in the playoffs, but just what you know, the, this what Kadri's been doing, you know, the whole you know this whole series and and and, and like that. So I think Kane. He 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 kind of wanted to set the tone. I don't know if he really wanted to injure him. I, I, I mean, I it, think it he, was a dirty hit. I mean, he he, he says knew what he was doing. He he said it was a clean hit. He said it was a good. He said I just hit him and it was unfortunate. But you know, Edmonton, you know, and and you know, not only did he get that boarding major, um, you know, Edmonton was just taking penalties, and you can't do that against Colorado. Um, Ryan, um, he actually knocked a stick out of McKinnon's hands, but they didn't call that surprisingly, and then Edmonton scored. Yeah, see, it's just it, it, it kind of goes along with the inconsistencies. It just it, it's it's just going to always persist. I think it's always going to be there. And, but and then uh, and then on, on top of the penalties, Edmonton had too many giveaways. Yeah, they they just. That you're not going to win a game at this juncture of the playoffs by having a ton of turnovers. It was just sloppy. It, you know, it it looked desperate, and, and rightfully so. It, it it kind of is. It's game three. You're down two games to none, and you you need to do something. And Colorado, you know, they're they're just so fast. But again, getting back to the sloppiness, um, you know, because they they came out and. They they score like McDavid scores the first goal early on in the game, like you said, thinking it's it's setting the tone. It's going to set the pace of the game. Well, then Nishkinen or whatever you, um, however you say it, he comes out and scores the next two goals. Nikushkin. Yeah, Nikushkin. Nikushkin. Okay, that guy. Whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever D Law just said, we're going to go with that. So he scores the next two goals. You know, that takes the wind right out of your sails. Edmonton scores one. And then Comfort comes back to get the the, the game winner. Actually, it's so, Nachuskin. I, I, you know, I, I spelled it wrong. That's why you got all messed up. But, yeah, but he, he was uh, – um, well, not he, but as soon as Colorado – started bringing the pressure the four check was strong and they just kept the pressure on and it made Edmonton need to pass the puck and make quick passes I mean they had to make fast passes 
and it, it doesn't help that you know Edmonton doesn't have phenomenal defense. They just don't. They don't have anybody back there, and Colorado is just too much of an offensive powerhouse. I mean, it's, uh, and they double them up on shots. It's, I mean, forty three twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, um, they just throw. And them. it seems like any shot that Edmonton got, Colorado's blocking them. They end up with thirteen blocks. Edmonton ended up with fifteen giveaways. So I mean, that's just way too many. And um, it's on the other side. I mean, Colorado did give the puck. I mean. It, they eight giveaways, which is you know, yeah. it, it seems like a lot for the playoffs, but that's you know half as many as Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, and I mean they just they didn't they they weren't going to win that game. They just they didn't have the recipe to win. They didn't have the desire. I shouldn't say they didn't have the desire. Um, it's hard to tell an NHL player that they don't have desire, but I just don't think that they came out with enough speed i think panic set in and the play just got sloppy i mean that's just what it looked like from my living room couch but um yeah it was kind of disappointing it was i i was kind of pulling for edmonton and you know wanted to see what they would do because i can't stand colorado um as a pred wings podcast i absolutely hate colorado so this this loss was a, a tearjerker um do you want to just move into game four yeah. And then game four, you know, down three nothing. You think that you know Edmonton would have even more of uh, desperation, uh, but then they take some more penalties, and Cal McCart puts the first power play goal in, three forty six into the game, and Uh-oh. and uh, took the wins right out of the sails of Edmonton. Uh, they did. They did eventually fight back. Edmonton actually had a lead in the first period. Actually, second period. Um, yeah, you know, I thought they were making the turn. I thought that make, was it. You know, McDavid scores a power play goal in the second period. Remember how I talked about Austin Matthews in, in Toronto? And when you need a spark and you need a point, you look to the guy who gets the points. Matthews was that guy for Toronto, and he could not finish a game or Tampa or Toronto in their series. And he just could not get that point to help them get through the series. Now look at Edmonton. Now, McDavid had a slower start, but here we are in game four, and he's finding ways to continue to ignite the fire. Yeah, and he had, up until game four, he only had 12 shots in the whole series. Yes, he scored on a few of them, and he ended up, ended up with five shots in, the, in game four, but you got to credit Colorado for, I mean... He, they shut him down. Shut him down. I mean, he I mean, he's going to get shots, but... You know, he didn't have 20, 30 shots in the series. But if you look at it, besides Dreisaitl, who else do they have for primary scoring? Like, what other names do you hear on a regular basis? Kane, but then he took himself out because he was suspended in this game, game four, because of that hit in game three. Yeah, Um, so he's just, you know, his skills are not being used at home watching the game. Yeah, you know, after the, the Colorado, I mean, it was it was a pretty close first period. It was, uh, the shot, as far as shots were concerned, 14-12 uh, to 12 in the first. So, you know, and, and Edmonton, um, it was, uh, it, well, it was actually one nothing uh, Colorado in the first. So, I mean, that I, I, even though Colorado had uh, the lead, I think Edmonton won that period just to keep it close. And then, you know, the second period they came out with three goals and exactly what they needed to do. But then in the third period, um, and in the second period, 
Colorado still uh, still had shots advantage, ten to eight, despite those three goals by Edmonton. Um, so it wasn't a very good period for the for the Avs goalie. Um, only only seeing five of eight shots, but but then Colorado just I mean they were they came on the third period and, and wanted it. Um, Edmonton's Edmonton's first shot and goal in the second uh, um, uh, in the second period scored, and that was with twelve minutes remaining in the period. So up until that time, Colorado was continuing to shut them down. Yeah, yeah, they just again they found a way to to dig in and just and just go get it. You know, they turned on it. They they were, unfortunately remind me a lot of the 90s Scotty Bowman era Red Wings where that third period hits and it's almost like a switch. You know, they're not they're not playing tired, they're not playing undisciplined. It's like Scotty flipped a switch in the locker room and they just take off. And hey. it's, and that's how I just I feel like Colorado's a team that's going to do that. And, you know, I'm just hard pressed to find a team that's going to be able to shut them down. And I hate to say that, hate it, but I just don't think anyone's going to shut Colorado down this year. And then uh, Cassidy, well, he did get away when he didn't get a penalty on his play, but I don't know what he was trying to do. If he was just trying to spark something for his team, but he, he attacked Landeskog for nothing. Landeskog didn't do anything unless I missed something. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that. Um, so I have a hard time commenting on it. But Cassian, you know, he's that guy. That's just his role on the team. So, yeah, I I could see it being unprovoked, but I could also see it being provoked. You know, the, you know, Edmonton had a – they ended up getting another lead in the third period, a 3-1 to one lead. I thought, thought, oh, yeah, I'm just going to end up taking this game. But then Colorado responded 31 seconds. Um, into the third. Yeah. Into the third. And then, uh, you know, McKinnon was called for uh, – Called for a penalty, but I didn't think it was a penalty. I think I think the Edmonton player was off balance, but you know the the fishing's been inconsistent at best. So I mean, you know, there's what I there's one thing that you definitely didn't like, and that was uh, Mr. Darnell Nurse. He's another one of those. You really you really took exception to that his uh, play on the third period in the third period there. Leading to that goal. Yeah, if I can remember that hit exactly, um, I I don't remember exactly exactly the hit. Um, I just remember you said it was dirty. So I, yeah, I, um, I believe it was. I think it was a hit from behind. Uh, he didn't. He did not get called. He did not get called for, and then it, then Edmonton ended up tying the goal right after that. Um, it was the. But at the end of the day, did that matter? Well, uh, I guess. Well, it, it, if they would have if they would have called him for the penalty, Edmonton probably won to score into overtime. Um, but then it goes in overtime, and then I mean. I didn't see a problem with it, and it, even the announcers were quite. Although the one uh, ex, uh, um, they, I believe it was Koharski, uh, had a little, a little uh, mishap on the air, a little, Uh-oh. and uh, <laughs> they must not have had a delay because they didn't get a chance to bleep it out. Um, but um, 
Twitter kind of erupted on it. They didn't. There's a lot of people that were not happy with the overtime goal. Now, the rule states you can't if you if you knock the puck down with it not going in the net, it only has to be shoulder high. If the puck goes directly in the net, obviously it's crossbar height, which I mean the crossbar is like four feet, so. Depends on how tall the player is. It's going to be lower than shoulder height. But, I I mean, it was right there. I mean, it was shoulder length. It, I didn't, and I you know, saw it a couple times, and I I think it was a legit goal or legit play. Um, it was shoulder length. It was not higher. It doesn't say anything about, it says higher than shoulder. So, if it's even with your shoulder, as far as I, as far as the rules concerned, it's probably still good. Um, yeah, I mean, if the rules are the rules. I mean, but it, but it was a great play. You may not like it, but the rules are the rules. So, yeah, if it's if it doesn't go in, yeah, you're right, shoulder below. And so, you know, how it's written. I guess ever you know, it's going to be people. You know, it's going to be people that are just not happy with a you know plays like this. I mean. It just, I think it's just a nature of sports where, you know, once there's always going to be people that are not liking a certain play. Um, but, I mean, pretty much, you know, Colorado ended up winning it, winning the series with that win with the, a four-game sweep. Um, they've only lost two games. Was it two games, I believe, in the whole playoffs? Um and you know, so Colorado will you know they advance the finals, um, but the Eastern Conference Finals is that's that's getting even more intense. Um, no, it's not intense because I just saw an ad well, today for people to start betting on the on the Tampa Bay and, and Colorado finals. So well, either either something's no, that, rigged or it's a or it's a gamble to put that advertisement out. Well, the final two the final two games started to rev up, but. Um, Last week, uh, we we have to do game two. Um, the Rangers ended up winning game two. As that was last Friday, was that Friday Thursday? Yeah, that, that was, was Friday. That was you know, Friday. That was just, Tampa Bay looked terrible in that game. I mean, I'm not going to dig into the stats. I'm not going to go crazy into it. They got blown away. They they did not play good hockey. It was not a good outing for them. Uh, they they couldn't keep the tempo with with the Rangers. It, it was just I, well, I thought we were in for a dandy to be honest Reed, in the series. Well, Reese penalty <clears throat> gave Tampa Bay a power play, and you know, and, and Kucherov scored on it, you know, gave them one nothing lead. So thought maybe they were going to respond, but that that was probably about the highlight of their whole game. Um. So that you know, down two nothing, going to Colorado or going back to Tampa Bay for Game Three, uh, that was Saturday night. What a what a response! Um, actually, that was Sunday. Um, you know, a three two win by the Lightning. Um, Panarin had a little bit of an acting job, I think, to get a penalty call. They just eventually had to end up scoring on that power play. Uh, Kucherov. Uh, he took a penalty, but he he was able to a great stretch pass by the Lightning. 
to get to get them a breakaway right out of the, I mean that's you know I always dream about when you're in the penalty box I know I know I did although usually when I was in the penalty box I had they kept yelling me just come right to the bench but I always dream about coming out of the penalty box and getting a breakaway scoring but unfortunately he didn't get a good shot off and Sisterkin made a made a really good save yeah he was and Sisterkin's really you know games what three and four two you know, one and two, he was he was the guy. He was spot on, and yeah, he's he's playing great hockey. Um, but the one thing that I'm gonna say about about the uh, series is, after watching the first two games and watching the Rangers just essentially manhandle, like I know the second game, game game two wasn't as much of a a, a difference, but the first game the first game was an absolute blowout and. The Rangers just looked like they were the team, like they were hungry, like they were going to go out there and and win at all costs. Like there was losing wasn't an option. So, yeah, and you know, Shesterkin, he he fell with Panarin's lead. He had a a nice little dive on on a well, it looked like a routine play, um, and even social media was after him for. For the flop of the of the century, well, I couldn't call it flop of the century, um, but it, it, it just all kinds of you know social media going after Shesterkin for that for for the flop that gave the Rangers a power play because um, Corey Perry ended up getting a slash that um, Shesterkin actually uh, flopped on, but then uh, they had a little bit of a makeup call. Uh, given true by interference penalty, which it might have been interference, but it, it was close. I, I, I think it was more of a makeup call. Um, you know, Perry was going after the puck. I just don't think that should have been a penalty um, than Truba. And, and, you know, Truba's been that kind of a player. Um, but, uh, you know, it just, the fishing's. I don't know how they can deal, and it's been so inconsistent. I, I don't know how they can write the ship because it's been so inconsistent. Because if they start calling everything, they're going to be like, well, or if they don't call anything, it's like, I guess they just got to just try to see what they can see for the remainder of the playoffs and really, really focus on their game next, next season. But, you know, this is – getting to be the most important time of the season season right now and you no, they're, know they're not, not the most important players. time of the season right now yeah well and that, then if they get to well, the Stanley Cup finals that is the, the yeah that's what place i was to be. getting at the finals so you know the, you know, the rest but you they, can't get there unless you start here and, and you know but 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 I, i'm i'm done with game th- um game three are you ready to move over to game f- wait well, uh, you know, and then, you know, they gave Kucherov a four-minute double minor. I think it should have only been a two. Um, but then, you know, I just the way Tampa Bay was playing, they outshot 51-30. Everybody was saying, you know, the, how, you know. See, and that's, and that's why, I mean, just think about it. Goaltenders are human. Yeah, sometimes humans do some unhumanly things. But when you when you fire fifty one shots at net, I mean, I want to know how many attempts they had. I mean, they had to have been in like the eighties, maybe even the nineties or hundreds. 
depending on how many block shots there were, or wide shots, to have 51 shots on net is impressive within itself. But to do that in a playoff game, that, that's incredible. That means yeah, the puck um, reached the goal line, or the, the crease, it reached the goalie 51 times in a game. Yeah, You're going to score goals if that happens. And the Rangers had 19 blocks in that game, too. So, I mean, that's, you know, on top of the 50, 51 shots. Um, but, you know, everybody was saying how, how Tampa Bay was rusty in the first two games. But after game three, I, I think it's gone. I think the Tampa Bay's back. Yeah, they've done so that, that the last you know, couple of series. Started out and slow that, and fired it up hot. So that, that moves into game four. Uh, almost, I don't want to call it a, a must uh, game, the Rangers, but they desperately needed to win a road game. Um, Tampa ended up winning that one 4-1. to one. Uh, Pat Maroon, who's won the last three, hit three straight cups, two with Tampa Bay and one with St. Louis. Um, so he's, you know, I guess he's the uh, – that's that, a secret weapon, yeah. I guess. So if yeah, you want to win the series, we could be in store for. I mean, not many people can say they've won four straight Stanley Cups. And he was and he was playing his 107th playoff game in Game Four, uh, and he ended up scoring early in the in the in this Game Four. Um, so I guess if you want to win the Stanley Cup, you better find a way to get Pat Maroon, whether you sign him or trade for him. I don't think Tampa wants to trade him though. Um. And another mishap on the goal horn we saw you know earlier this playoff round with Colorado um you know, blowing it when Predator scored, but this one actually the puck didn't even go near the net. And the, and the guy with the horn uh he he, he must have pushed the button. Yeah, and all like, the fans stood like, up, the players like, looked around, they were like, uh. It's like what's this button do? No, don't push that button. Hey, I've been there, done that. Yeah, but there wasn't a game going on at the time. There was another play. It was close call. They, they, they called it a no goal. Um, but the puck, it was under Shesterkin's pad, and he brought his pad into the net. It was not pushed, and they said it wasn't in the net. So I don't understand. I mean, you can carry the puck in your own net. It's happened before. It's been there was a game years ago where the puck was in a goalie's pants and he backed into the net and they counted a goal. So, you know, and this, I mean, I don't. Well, did the this, entire puck cross the line at that point? Well, it was under in his, his pad or, in his pants or not. It was under his pad, and it was under his pad, and he brought the pad in. I, I guess you could. I, I guess you couldn't. Technically, see it. You knew the puck was under his pad because you saw it before, but you never really saw it in the net. So I guess, I guess you can't call it a goal, especially in the playoffs, if you can't see the puck. You have to actually make sure you can't just say, "Oh, it's under his pad," and the pad's in there. So it's got to be maybe the puck ended up staying under outside the crease. So yeah, I I can now I think about it. Yeah, maybe that was a good, good, good no call. And, and then again, I don't want to keep Harper on the rest, but they missed a couple triple tripping penalties late in the first period. Um, the Rangers came out in the first period to what they needed to. It was close, but they still edged the shots, uh, ten to eight, uh, despite yeah, the Lightning's still, one mean, goal. Yeah, but, but I mean, still, you've got, um, you know, just. The, 
getting out shots just never good. Period. Even if it was by two. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's not terrible, but I mean, you're just reducing your chances of scoring. And then uh, in the second period, Kucherov gave him a two to nothing lead, and without maybe you know this might be over. No, nope, that was their that was uh, them taking over. And then third period, Stamkos continued. He made it three to nothing, and you know that maybe that was it. Um, Panarin did eventually get get on the board, and then uh, Palat with the empty net goal, and. Anytime Pilat scores, they play. I don't. I didn't know Tampa Bay. They must have individual goal songs, because whenever Pilat scores, they play "Sweet Caroline." So yeah, there's got to be a story behind it. We'll have to look that up and get back to everybody because there's got to be a reason that they do that. So yeah. let's let's find that out for our listeners, and, and uh, um, we'll share it next episode. And then, um, um. Hadel did not return. Uh, he uh, he had a, he collided with this uh, with Hedman in the second period, so he was out. I believe he missed game five as well. And then, uh, but Tampa Bay is ten and one when Stamkos and Kucherov both score, and Shosturkin has eleven five hole goals. Yeah, he's he's looked really weak the last few games. Uh, in the five hole, like it's it's been kind of shocking. Um, did he have one in, in game five? I didn't get to see game five because I was uh, playing on the ice. My yeah, and games. I only caught bits and pieces of it. So, um, um, but moving moving on to that game, um, with the series tied two two going back to New York, um, but they took this game three to one. Um. First period looked like it was a pretty, pretty good close game. There's no goals, no penalties, um, which kind of surprising on that part. Um, but later in the later in the game, it just all erupted. Um, but the Rangers took the eight to th- eight to three shots, so that's probably why it was. Uh, no goals in the first because they really they really did what they needed to do. And, Shut them down. Um, but then the second period, Tampa Bay responded uh, 13 to 8 on shots. And then they continued that in the third, out shooting them 11 to 9. Um, yeah, and that's the but, name of the game. I mean, besides packing on the speed, you know, Tampa's, Tampa's, like I've said, they've, they've won the last two Stanley Cups. They've got a lot of experience in this position. They've been up. They've been down. They just know how to fight back. And, you know, until some of these guys get out of there or the league gets faster or, or, or bigger, I mean, it's just going to be hard. And uh, Pilat ended up scoring again on late late in the third period. It was like a minute and 20 seconds, minute and minute, minute and 50 to go. Um, they uh, he, he ended up with a game-winning goal. That's his eighth of the playoffs. And then uh, end of the game, a lot of fireworks um, on and off the ice. Cernak, uh, you know, Cernak and Fox are going at it, and Strom and yeah, Lafreniere was actually in a with fight Stamkos. with Stamkos. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't think that you, you never think about those two fighting, um, but you know, just and then, 
and I guess their their fans, you know, they kind of take the lead. But um, Tampa Bay ends up bringing home a uh, three games to two lead, going back to to uh, to Tampa Bay for Game Six. So, and um, I might actually be right for a change. I call um, actually you did too. Uh, we both called Tampa Bay in six. So, I mean, unless the Rangers can find a way to win Game Six. Uh, it's it's been pretty close actually, you know. The last, you Tampa know, is going to close out the series. But, um, yeah, especially at home on a Saturday night. I think um, I think I'll be watching that game. Um, I don't know what what else I got. Um, but um, I, I'll go into the schedule a little bit later. Um, but that that wraps up our Eastern Conference. Uh, you know, the Rangers and Tampa Bay. So my prediction, my prediction is Tampa Bay closes out the series. Yeah, well, well, I mean, yeah, we both said Game Six, so it's shaping up to be that. Um, but there's some. Uh, we actually have a little bit of Red Wings news. Um, I don't know if you saw that. Um, I'll let you take that. But uh, the Wings sign, I believe you talked about him last episode or the before Soderblom. Uh, they actually finally wrapped up. They signed him to the three-year entry-level contract. Yeah, he's good. He's he's uh, he's a solid player. I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, and then the one that I got to talk about that I'm pretty excited about for those of you who follow like TNT and Biz Nasty. Well, he went into the locker room with Wayne Gretzky to announce the starting lineup for the Edmonton Oil Kings. And in doing so, one of the the last player called, which was. Um, as he put it, the Detroit Red Wings prospect, number one pick overall, or not overall, but top pick prospect for the Red Wings, Sebastian Cossa. Now, he, he's just solid. He's had four shutouts. He's playing phenomenal hockey. Um, they're hoping he's going to come in and be kind of the next big deal, not just for Detroit, but for the NHL. Now, that's a big shoes to fill. Like, you can't. I'm sorry, but you can't put people on the scale of a, you know, Patrick Waugh, Martin Brodeur, Vasilevsky. I mean, those are elite. I, I hope, I hope Costa gets that, but it, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, the proof is in the pudding. We've seen it over and over again in every single sport. You got people that are hailed to be the best of the best, and they become big flops. So I'm hopeful. I think Eisman did well with him, getting him. So yeah, we just gotta wait and see. But yeah, he he, uh, you know, he's playing for the finals, and you know they're they're trying to bring home that Memorial Cup. Like Wayne Gretzky yeah. said before that game, he said, "You know what? I don't care. I know the Stanley Cup is the biggest thing ever, but when you don't have the Stanley Cup, everyone talks about the Memorial Cup, not the Calder Cup." So yeah. good luck to them, kids. Yeah, so he had the twenty-one save shutout in Game Three. Um, yeah, he's he's playing great hockey. We can just leave it. He's playing great hockey. Um, we got to wait and see what he does. I don't like getting excited about this stuff because you see it over and over again. Like I just said, guys that come into the league, they don't pan out, and it just doesn't work out for him. So I'm hoping for the kid. I hope he has a great career, and I hope we see him in Detroit sooner rather than later because they're looking for a solid uh, one-two tandem. So. Um, yeah, hope he makes it up here. So it looks like uh game. Well, I don't see what it is. Uh, they're playing Seattle 
Edmonton Oil Kings of Seattle. Their their game is going to be. I don't follow them, so I'm not sure. There, there's a game Saturday the 11th, so um, okay. I don't I don't know what the series. If it's a full seven game series, or I I can't remember exactly what they how they do their their thing, but um, yeah, I have no. It's clue. Probably seven game series. I'm not I'm not sure. But the um, only other thing on the Red Wings front here is we've got. Sergey Fedorov's name being thrown in the hat, but after how Fedorov did Detroit, Detroit did Fedorov. Um, it's kind of a tough pill to swallow, but according to Vegas, they think that Fedorov is number one, and then Pete DeBoer is number two. And I hope we don't get to number two because I don't like him. He will probably come in and do great things, but I still don't like him and how he's handled situations. Yeah, yeah. After your rat room, I have some updates on on, on, on some other coach. Um, you ready for your rat room? Well, let's 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 do this. You are now entering the rat room. This week, I am going to be ranting again. I hate to be ranting again about the fans. For the love of God, people, this is a game. It is a bunch of kids passing a puck on the ice to win a piece of metal. It is a game. Yes, I know it's the Stanley Cup. Yes, I know it's the most prized trophy in any sport ever. But at the end of the day, when you think about the concept, it is a piece of metal in a shape. It has no value to any of the players besides their name being on it, which hardly gives them value at all. So, again, they're playing for a – the guys on the ice are playing for a paycheck, and winning the game is going to get them the paycheck, not the piece of metal that they carry around for a day and dent it and make stories and drink out of it and put babies in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a game. Now, in the, the crowd, there's obviously winners and there's losers. Now, I'm going to start with me personally. I go to the Joe Louis Arena. Well, actually, let me back backtrack here. I have never seen a Detroit win at home ever. So don't ever go to a game when I'm there. My first game at the uh-uh. Joe, we're playing Pittsburgh. Detroit is just playing atrocious. They did a flip-flop flip from Howard to Mrazek to Howard. Now... Detroit's getting stomped. They lost 7-2 to two in that game. The people in front of us were, were screaming every time Pittsburgh scored. It didn't matter how, how much the scoreboard was running, running up the score. Uh, that, none of that mattered. And I was drunk. I was enjoying my beverages, as were a lot of other people. I didn't get up and punch these people. I didn't push him over the stairs. I didn't choke him out. I didn't try to rip his jersey off. I didn't slap him across the face. Because those have consequences. And not to mention, there's kids all over the place who enjoy the sport, who envy these players. They want to meet them. They want to touch them. They want their sticks. They want to high-five them. They, they want to see them live. They want to become them. They're there to envy the sport. They are there for the sport and the game. You get these boneheads. Now we're going to jump to something you alluded to, the New York Rangers game. They lost. Rangers fans are pissed. 
which I would be too. You take a two nothing de- commanding lead, and then all of a sudden, everything happens. The flip, the switch flips. Now all of a sudden, you find yourself in the loser circle. Those two games didn't mean anything. So now you're losing. You're losing the series now. So as there's a viral video going around, I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. This guy wearing a Tampa Bay jersey is walking down the aisle. He had a beer in his hand. He might have said a thing or two. But so what? He's he's You're allowed to talk crap once in a while. It's okay. Like when people talk crap to me, you know what I find gets them to not talk crap so much? When I'm just like, yep, the Wings played like garbage. They didn't play good. You guys deserve the win. Nice win. And I leave it be. No need to keep going. They might keep going a little bit, but nine out of ten times they just shut their mouth. Or you just ignore them because I don't know them. Well, this particular fan is walking down. He might have said a few things. He might not have. We don't know that yet. A guy in a red shirt with what appeared to be a Rangers jersey over his shoulder turns around out of nowhere and sucker punches this guy unconscious. Like, out cold. Probably woke up in a hospital room. Oh, my God, we've got D-Law, I think, at the door. Come in, D-Law. Ah, yes, I'm here. Um, Yeah, and watching the video, he not only, before he sucker punched, turned around and sucker punched the guy right in the face, he was talking, and so, you know, and then he turned around, and so, I mean, you could almost see that, it was completely out he of the He was planning it. He was the guy was planning it. Sounds like. Yeah, but I mean, it's still, the guy had then, no idea that it was coming. Like, like oh, people well, get people yeah, get killed but, over this stuff. And and then after he after the idiot did, and, and everybody's wearing blue, the Rangers blue jerseys, the Lightning blue jerseys, and this guy's got a red jersey. You know that's. It's kind of dumb for him if he's going to do something like that because he's sticking out like a sore thumb, you know, among blue red, where among other yeah, he, he, and then are, he got busted. And then the coward red shirt. And then the coward runs off after he does it. And then uh, uh, another fan didn't didn't say who or what if it was a Rangers or a Lightning. It was Rangers. Fan. They were all Rangers um, fans. Helping. They, they were going to try to stop him, and he punches him again, another one. So this guy. Next two guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got what he got. He uh, he's gonna be seeing some time. Yeah, well, it's not. To, it's not. Well, oh, it is New York. Never mind. He's gonna be out tomorrow. He's probably back home. At the least, I hope he's banned from the Rangers from the Madison Square Garden. Oh, after that viral video, yeah, he won't be getting a ticket again. He will be banned probably from all arenas. I guarantee, if you wanted to go see the Rangers play in New York or New Jersey, wherever, wherever the, the belt uh, over at the Belmont there. Oh, they're in Belmont. Oh, oh the but if oh, they go to the, if they go to Belmont to see a game, he probably won't be let in there either. It was just stupid. That's what I mean. It, it's oh. a game. It's a game. So what? What is this gentleman who's drunk, or maybe he wasn't drunk? Maybe he's just a, a jerk. But you have this guy just punching people. What does he get? What I mean? What is he proving? Did he get knock out some some guy that obviously is not a fighting type person that doesn't really want to fight nor care? Yeah, he might have been talking crap, but is it worth knocking him out, potentially killing him over a game? Like that's just stupid. 
That is stupid. And, and you know what? And it's not just this kid. And this is uh, why it's actually, in the rant room. Um, he was he was charged with assault, and he is banned from Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it doesn't and do any good. He'll just drive to Belmont. His name is James Anastasio. He's 29 years old. Well, Mr. Anastasio, he, you, sir, are an charged, idiot. He was charged with two counts of assault and two counts of disorderly conduct and two counts of harassment. You know, I wish you would. You know what? I wish you would try that crap with somebody like myself or you, D-Law. You would wrench him into an accordion. Not if I'm laying on the ground like that other guy. Well, you don't let him sucker punch you. But I, but as long as we're, you know, I. But I, I gotta I, say this first. I get, let me let me finish I, this I, rant really quick. Let me finish this rant. So this rant room is not just about the, this guy. Not, it's not just about him. This type of action happens in every where everywhere you go, every arena, every stadium, every football field. It doesn't matter. Fans acting like idiots. Like there is no reason for it. And my biggest complaint is, again, I remember being a kid watching this happen. And I was a little nervous. Like, what if it spills over to me? Is there one section over? I know my dad's here, but what if it spills over here? You know, now I'm in danger. Now I'm, I am got to be worried. You got to be think about the other people around. What if there's an 80-year-old person, you know, standing behind that kid? He falls over and knocks that person over. I mean, I know I'm going to all these what ifs, like, hypothetical probably will never happen scenarios but the more and more you see these violent things happen people are getting hurt and killed over this stuff so just enjoy the sport of hockey people stop with the death threats stop with the sucker punching just enjoy the game you win some you freaking lose some you definitely don't want to lose when you're when you're paying a lot of money to see it but that's a risk that you take just enjoy the freaking game of hockey. Sit down. Put down the beer if you get these big, bad beer muscles and you think you're invincible like this Anastasio idiot. Just cool it. Enjoy the game. He's a moron. He's an idiot. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. My rant's and, over. And I, I, I know we're going out to fans, and, 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 and but there are some good fans because they're, you know, Rangers fans after this guy Dex Dex the Lightning fan. Um, yeah, I don't disagree and, with and, that. And there is audio on that thing, and I didn't. So, but I didn't. You know, it, you could hear the one guy that's an Anastasio guy, um, but I didn't hear anything out of the, out of the Lightning fan. Um, maybe he didn't say something. You know, maybe it was before the video. I don't know. But in any case, it, that's no. That's not a justification to lay somebody out. Uh, but it was you a know, cowardly act. The Rangers fans, after and he's laying out, you know, and and thought he was dead. But um, he, you know, there, there, you know, there's a few Rangers fans actually, you know, stopped and and was, you know, trying to help help out. So, so kudos to those Rangers fans. And you know, it's really bad when and when this story ends up on a one of uh, a news app uh, site, you know, they usually they're, you know, the news apps are usually, uh, you know, other issues going on. Hardly Major ever. Breaking unless, news. Unless, it's a, unless it's a huge uh, new sports story, like like the horse winning a Kentucky Derby or something, or the NBA winning a, the, the, you know, final 
Uh, I shut them all they're, off. They're, they're, I don't want to see it. The but, world is disgusting. But, People like uh, yeah. CEO shouldn't but, be allowed to do anything. So, uh, see is how the rent room is closed for another week. So that brings us to the NHL news stories. Now, a very surprising story that happened this week. Bruce Cassidy of the Bruins was let go. Now, he was told by the Bruins that he was safe. His job was safe. And how would it not be? You got an aging team with so, dog crap behind it. Yeah, I mean, this it's it's not this guy's I, fault. He keeps staying so, into the playoffs. I don't understand how you can flip-flop. He, he was told that the management told him his job was safe. And you know why? Because the they were being cowards. They didn't want to tell him anything right away. No. They lied to his and, face knowingly, knowing uh, of, that he was going to be fired. And, of course, um, you know, Twitter, the uh, social media, um, I don't want uh, you know, they, they their reactions uh, on this are just, I mean, and, and everybody, right, probably rightly so, everyone, they're blaming Cam Neely and Don Sweeney, who are in the main, uh, one of them's a GM, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but my, my 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 oh. good buddy is a Boston fan. When he told me that, I was just in shock. I couldn't believe it. And he said that was the worst thing they could do. GM's got to go. Uh-huh. And this is was, coming from a diehard, long-term, from Massachusetts, Boston fan. And there, there was a couple, uh, a couple posts that I saw that were like, well, they got the wrong guy. It should have been Neely and Sweeney need to go and not Cassidy. But let me just you know say why? because they're now at, they are now at Poyle's position. They needed a fall guy. Cassidy couldn't get him to win a cup. So he took the fall, but that bought them more time to bring in another coach for another couple years to see what kind of a rebuild that coach can do. Then Neely and the and, and company are gone. So, Cassidy is the third coach in NHL history to go six straight years with a 650 point percentage. It's 0.650. Yeah, but let's, get, but let's that's, get rid of him. That, that's almost 375%, you know. And any, you know, to win almost 75%, well, it's 65% of your games. Well, I can tell you this. He's not, he's not going to be on the market in six long. straight years. Um, yeah. he, he's gonna he's he, gonna be picked up. He's Wait. already he's already talked to numerous uh, numerous teams. Um, they haven't really f- heard of which teams, but the Flyers are one of them. Uh, so Flyers are very interested. And so it's not I, over yet. Just because I, you're, you're the early bird doesn't mean you always get the worm. So. I wouldn't be surprised. And, and being Boston or Philadelphia, that might be. And that'd be interesting. So I, I think uh, if if the deal's right, I think it looks like it might be the Flyers. But there's other spots: uh, Chicago, Dallas. Uh, I see something uh, De- new. You Detroit, put out there. Detroit, Vegas, and Winnipeg. And uh, speaking of social media, when uh, Game Three uh, of the Tampa Bay series. Uh, they erupt. When Perry oh, hits him oh, in the face, stick goes flying. It was a freaking yard sale. Now, mind you, what was the was, interference? Then it was a Did high. He flopped stick. on that one too. I have no. Yeah, idea. but the way the way he flopped, he looked like someone shot him. I mean, gloves and stick everywhere. Like he got hit in the face, and I'm sure I mean, it jarred him a little bit. 
but it's it's it, it not could, as bad as getting hit could, with a slap shot. I'm sure. Was it a penalty? Yeah, it, it was absolutely a penalty. But was it f- throw your stick worthy? No, of course it wasn't. In comparison, Kemper in game one of the pre- or game game three of the Predators series, Colorado Predators, uh, Kemper got you know he he got poked in the eye with an inadvertent stick, and you know it, it he didn't go flopping around. He, you know, he was trying to stay in the play, and he's got a, he's got an eye that's probably about ready to pop out of his head, and and he didn't go flopping, and and then this other goalie gets slashed in the top of the head, and anywhere near the eye, and he's flopping around like a fish. Yeah, it's everyone needs a penalty. Everyone's trying to get the penalty call here in the in the playoffs, which is kind of smart. But into uh, some awards, you know, we have our first more, award to announce. More, well, the. There was it's not the first award that they um you know because uh, last week they announced the 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 King Clancy Award and there's a couple other ones but uh, or um uh, the Jack Adams I believe was a coach um which we, we we talked about last last show that we didn't agree on uh, but PK Subban somehow wins the King Clancy Award I'm not sure how yeah because when I was um, reading it they were still talking about stuff he did in Montreal. Which is how many teams ago? Um, he he well, does do a lot. Don't get me wrong. He it was does, before he the Predators. He does a lot for the community, and I will never bash anybody for that because he's got a platform. He's got the financial stability. So anybody, TJ Watt, JJ Watt, PK Subban, doesn't matter. I love when the guys give back to the communities that help them, support them, and give them the opportunity that they have today. So. Yeah, you know what? Well, I don't know all the details to it, but, you know, congratulations to P.K. Subban. Stars, and it's kind of mind-boggling now, but, I mean, they traded Ben Bishop and a seventh-round draft pick to Buffalo for future, future consideration. consideration. Yeah, but my a bag is- of pucks. Now, he, the, Bishop told him in December that his – career was over because of a knee injury so i it's probably just i mean you know why? Here, to here's him. why here's why because yeah bishop was on his way out of there he, he well buffalo but, and, needs buffalo needs somebody in the locker room because they don't have a goalie they just don't that's their biggest weak spot is they don't have a clear-cut number one goalie well, they got a goalie coming up that was in the AHL. I, I don't know. He might not be ready yeah, for the NHL, but he's, he's okay. Yeah, but that's why you need a guy like Bishop in the locker room with this guy. Bishop knows the game. He's played well. So, but, yeah, I think, uh, I think this is a good trade for Buffalo. I think Buffalo's really on track to be very I, decent in the next upcoming few years. I, 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 really I think they're on the Actually, uh, it was probably actually a good trade by everybody involved. Um, you know, Ben Bishop gets to, you know, he gets to play, play again. Um, Dallas, you know, they have their two goalies and, you know, Ben Bishop, you know, they told him, he told him in December he wasn't going to be playing. His career was over. So, you know, Dallas moved on. And so they weren't, you know, didn't, they moved on from him. They didn't, you know, and they got their two goalies and, they they really didn't you know have he wasn't fitting into their plans anymore, so I mean 
yeah, they traded away a draft pick. Um, who knows what the future considerations are, but it's probably going to draft pick. Um, yeah, it probably, never know. It, it probably depends on how many games he plays, and you know if um, if if Buffalo can make it to the playoffs, um, and you know they might end up getting a you know a higher draft pick. Who knows? But you know, even if they get a draft pick for him. Um, it's probably going to be good, uh, good, good signing or a good trade. So, you know, and then they can, they, uh, you know, they can officially close the chapter on his book. They don't have to worry about him anymore as far as Dallas. So, and then, you know, Sabres, you know, maybe, maybe Bishop, you know, maybe he'll be able to come back and from his knee injury. Other players have done it. Um, and then, uh, and also, uh, I heard the Sabers are interested in signing PK Subban. Uh, that could that could be really good to solidify their defense. Now, I don't know. I I thought they had a decent defense. Uh, maybe they're young. I don't not sure. But um, so I guess you don't have anything to add to the PK Subban thing. Um, no, I just think that's a great trade. I I think that um, that him well, and Rasmus Dahlin are gonna. Well, no one would be trying to be there. He was a free agent. They're interested in signing him. Oh, signing him, whatever. Yeah. But acquiring PK Subban, I, I don't think, you know, I think it's one of those no harm, no foul plays for Buffalo. I mean, you sign him to a very short term deal and he makes it or breaks it. You know, he may not play. He might be in Rochester next year playing. So who who knows? I mean, I think they'd be kind of fun to watch him in Rochester to finish out his career. Um, but yeah, I just I think it's a good play for Buffalo. Again, it's one of those things where it's a you know try before you buy, give him a year, see how he does. You know, if he don't, you know, no harm, no foul. If if he if he does, you know, if he doesn't cut it, you you get him off the team. If he plays great, you sign him to another year. But I just think you got to keep going short term deals with guys like that because he's not in his prime anymore but he can still bring valuable stuff to the young crew that he's got. So it's just one of those things you just got to keep keep going. And they're doing the right things, and I like what Buffalo's doing. And then uh, Evander King coming off his uh, you know, one-game suspension, pretty much <laughs> it was pretty much a season-ending injury or season-ending season suspension. Um, he, he's unsure where he wants to play next. Um, yeah, he, we, I, I well, that's well, the way you ended the season, you, you better be unsure because a lot of teams aren't going to want to take that chance. Now, Ken Holland wants to resign him. Well, he'll sign him. Why, for the god, for, for the guy, don't understand Ken Holland. I mean, he he was really good in Detroit, well, in the beginning he part. He was good um, pre cap era. We're not getting yeah. into that. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't understand. I mean, maybe he just likes giving players chances, but he didn't give the Kaiser chances, or well, maybe he did. Um, uh, that's all the NHL news. Actually, I think I saw something that uh, oh, that was actually that was last was that last episode or last episode uh, Rust. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was so. That's nothing new. Um, and then, uh, well, just to, they get no, it's the final schedule. We'll get to later. Um, 
but I I want I, I need to go on, but I want to go on my own rage, my D-Law's rage. Um, it's not anything it compared to the Rangers idiot. Uh, yes, last night it's pretty tame, but uh, game three, I believe it was. Um, they gave the Tampa Bay uh, gave out these little paddle stick noisemaker things. They like they look like little I don't know, like a little miniature tennis racket, and they wave them in the air, and it makes a noise. Um, which you know, it's it's I don't know about that. It's kind of art. I mean, it's it's a neat idea, but you know, marketing and uh, you know, art, art, you know, uh, it's artificial noise um you know crowd noise to me is no you know you know yelling and you know make you know cheering on your team kind of like the predators no none of these pedal stick things but after they won the game um all the fans just started throwing them on the ice it kind of kind of reminds me of the rats in florida it's like i know you're happy your team just won but don't and and you might not want these stupid paddle stick things, which I think they gave them away again in Game Four. Well, they got them all back, or most of them back. But I don't care what it is. You don't throw anything on the ice. It's a safety issue. Players could slip on it. Russ could slip on it. Team that was out there uh, sweep them, sweeping them away to to get rid of them. They could have slipped on them. You don't yes, throw. I can't comment. I can't I comment too much on that because I'm a Red Wings fan. We throw eight-legged creatures on the ice. Well, that that's different. That, that's How's not it different. You just said don't throw anything on the ice. That's not twenty of them. People expect that. That's, <laughs> that's like true. one. That's like one one animal, and then they you pick the it up guy, and then uh, Sabatka. Oh no, he pees. Somebody else. You know, he. was a chick that was tor- doing it for a while. Um, but. Yeah, I mean that's you know, and then the catfish thing in in, in Nashville, but it's only one. Well, once in a while you get two or three, but it's not like a hundred of them coming down, and and then the rats in Florida and like the apples, jer- jer- jerseys in Toronto, and 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 what about beer the cans in Philadelphia? Well, that that's actually that's that's a that's a marketing thing. That's not. You know that everybody no, no, knows that's going to happen. That's during period. That's that's during the intermission. Um, you know they do that something like that in the in the Amherst. Um, yeah, they're they're little stars. Now I got a question, but you know, for you. But this is like. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll ask it in a second. No, that's all right. I, I, I just I was just wrapping it up. I was just going to ask you. We haven't talked about this next segment. Very much. So this comes to me as quite the surprise. So I'm excited to hear this, D-Law. Are you uh, ready? What? Uh, yeah. Oh, never mind. I, I'm getting ahead of myself here. No. We already talked about We already oh, talked about oh, that. Oh, oh, yeah, the Kane one gain suspension. I don't know. I just want to, you know. It, yeah, it's it, good to. It, it, was, it ended up being, because they lost, it ended up being a season one. But I, it should have been at least five games just because of his, his, uh, his history. Um, but then and that would mean again. He, I I agree that I think that was a bad hit. 
but that that would mean he'd be suspended for four games of well, you know, the regular season. Because I, I mean, they would probably say, "Well, the preseason," but you 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 can't that preseason right. is garbage time. You'd have to you would have to make it in the regular season. But all right, let's hear I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of itching here, man. I'm itching. You got me itching here. Hit it, Dano. It's that time of week again. It's time for the D-Laws Duster. So my duster this week is me. Just kidding. <laughs> I just had to throw that in. <laughs> well, we can't. We would have to do that every week. I scored a goal. You're a duster. Yeah, I get that. Actually, no, I got a lot of playing time. I'm just kidding. So my duster this week is uh, Braden Schneider. Of the New York Rangers, he's a defenseman, twenty years old. Uh, he was a first round draft pick by the Rangers, nineteenth overall in twenty twenty. Uh, this is his first playoff uh, season. Uh, he's had nineteen games played. His average ice time is eleven minutes. He's a defenseman. Now, this is a first round draft pick. As a defenseman, why is he playing eleven minutes? I they 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 got some decent defense, but it's not like they have five top defensemen. So he's got to be the probably the sixth defenseman, fifth sixth defenseman as far as his ice time. I'm not sure exactly what what pairing he's on. Eleven minutes that's forward ice minutes, average. Um, in game one, he had eighteen shifts. 11 minutes and 38 seconds of ice time. He was a plus one, two penalty minutes, and one shot on goal. And in 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 in, in that penalty in game one was a roughing. That was late in the game, so it really didn't. Uh, and that was uh, it, it was rough. the the uh, the Lightning player also. I forgot who they rough. He was roughing around with. He had got called to, so it was pretty much a wash. So it didn't have any bearings on power plays or anything like that. It was late in the game, garbage minutes. Game two, thirteen shifts, nine minutes and seven seconds, going way down. Both those games were wins for the Rangers. Now in the last three games, all losses, obviously. Game three, again, 13 shifts, but it's down to 7 minutes and 19 seconds. Game four, 20 shifts, so it's going up a little bit. 12 minutes and 19 seconds, minus one with one shot. Game five, he had, again, 13 shots. 8 minutes and 57 seconds. Again, he was a minus one. Two penalty minutes and one shot. And the penalty was a hooking uh, with 3.05 into the second, and it was they killed off the penalty. So once again, I mean, he gave him a penalty, but uh, they gave him a power play, but they killed it off. So, you know, this is your first-round draft pick, defenseman. Why is he not playing more? I mean, I know he's a 20 years old, but he was a star in the WHL. If you draft a guy... Your first overall, nineteenth or first pick, nineteenth overall as a defenseman, you're gonna want you're drafting him to get high minutes. He he's got to be their one of their stars. 
and to to and and what better way to get him into you know his career in the playoffs and let him learn. I mean, and he's not doing all that bad. I mean, he's a so he's a minus one total in those five games. Sure, there's other players on the Rangers that are worse as far as minus. I know you don't like those those plus minus category, but it's an indication of your defensive responsibilities. Um, and his and obviously in his career playoffs, uh, the 19 games, but he does have three assists and he's a minus three overall in those 19 games. But in the regular season, he had 43 games played, so it's about half the season. Um, Two goals and nine assists with a plus five and nine penalty minutes. And one of those was a power play point. And he scored his NH, he scored in his NHL debut versus Sharks. And obviously his first NHL goal. He's a defenseman. It was in the high slot. It was a nice shot over the over top of uh, I don't remember the Sharks goalie's name now. Over his shoulder. I think it was Jones actually. Um, and he averaged 15 minutes of ice time in this regular season per game uh, average. Still, it's a little low for a defenseman, especially a first-round draft pick. Defensemen usually get around 20 minutes. Elite defensemen get 25 to 30 minutes. 15 minutes is not, you know, that's, again, like I said, that's forward Ice time minutes. Now his second goal of the season, he had two goals. That was at Pittsburgh in March, and it was another high slot goal. Great feed by Panarin, put it right on the stick, right in the high slot, wide open, boom, top corner. So both goals were nice snipes. He's it looks like he's more of an offensive defenseman, but he can mix it up. And he's right in the scrums late in the late in the games, but to only average those ice minutes for a defenseman is not is especially for a first round draft pick. You know he's he's got to play more, especially you know I I I just keep harping on it. You know this is your first round pick. Why why did you waste a pick on him if you're not going to play him? Yeah, that's Meyer Duster for the week. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, we got to let him grow a little bit and let's see what he does next year. And that leads us into some injury updates. Uh, so apparently, Darnell Nurse was playing the entire playoffs with a torn hip flexion. This is not anything like um, shoulder injury that uh, who was it that was playing through? Uh, well, other than Ran Ron. I think he fell asleep on me again. No, I didn't fall asleep. I had okay. a uh, malfunction okay. here. So uh, that leads us into some playoff uh, game schedules. I'm trying to find it here. So, uh, Saturday is a big game in Tampa Bay uh, tomorrow night. It's not a big game in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is going to win it. And they're going to march on to the Stanley yeah. Cup Finals yeah. and play Colorado. That's, that's what's going to happen. That's game six on uh, ESPN at 8 p.m., so... I don't know what you're doing tomorrow night. Uh, you want to win? You want to watch that game? Um, yeah, I got to re- watch it on pull, replay. Pull up, pull up on your phones. Pull it up on your tablets. That re- I might have to do. Put it on your DVR. Uh, do just find a way to watch it. Um, you know, I know it's summertime and it's getting nice out. Don't want to be stuck inside, but and then uh, so. 
And then they got two days off for some reason. Uh, there's no game. They need it. That's why. There's, there's no game Sunday and Monday. And if there is a game seven back in New York, that's going to be Tuesday night, the 14th of June, again on ESPN at 8 p.m. Now, the Stanley Cup Finals, and we will probably have a show, well, Wednesday, maybe Tuesday night. Um, because if Tampa Bay wins game six, the Stanley Cup Final will start on Wednesday in Colorado on ABC. Because you know, ESPN uh, has the coverage. So there's no more TNT games. Um, they had the Western Conference. Uh, <clears throat> but that, uh, that that would start at 8 p.m. Um, so it would be 6 o'clock Colorado time on ABC. So at least it's a little early. Not you know, For the East Coast people, it's a little early. And then if the Rangers win game six, the finals will start on Saturday, June 18th. That would be, you know, obviously either Tampa Bay or the Rangers. And that will also be at ABC 8 p.m. So, <clears throat> so potentially it could start Wednesday or Saturday. Uh, I don't want to be doing any predictions, but it'll probably start on Wednesday. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. What happens in Game Six? Yeah, well, it's going to be exciting. Will the Rangers respond, or the Rangers um, had or had, had been the golf course? I, oh. I think they're toast. And um, oh, I, I forgot to mention I was going to do that early, you know, in our in our introduction. Um, but as record today, June tenth. Uh, I just want to shout out to probably our only listener. Uh, it's my brother's birthday today. So Happy just birthday, want... Billy. Nah, <laughs> not Billy, Matt. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to just want to give a shout out for his birthday. Probably Happy birthday, Matt. Probably our only listener. That's okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but uh, so so he'll he'll hear this. Uh, he listens to it every week. So just just a shout out shout out shout out to him. And uh, I think that's about it for the show. It's a little bit long. I, I actually thought we we covered we covered a lot and we covered it in. In, in a decent amount of time is you know about the same as last week's show so you know yep it was a good show episode 20 will be is coming up this week it'll more most likely be our stanley cup final preview show so that's you know as i mentioned earlier that's a neat neat milestone to have it is and uh as always you can uh, email us with your questions, comments to PredWingsPodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on uh, social media. Uh, Facebook, we're at PredWingsPodcast and Twitter at PredWingsPod. And we do have a YouTube page, but obviously uh, the YouTube is PredWingsPodcast. Uh, obviously, we don't have anything to post yet because we don't have, <clears throat> we don't have uh, video yet. 
we're, but we're working out that, the technology portion that, of it. That is, we're working on a, you know, TV. We decided to hold off on our debut of Pred Wings TV till probably late August, September. You know, we want to get everything all ironed out and ready to go. So we don't want to be starting off early and, and being really really dumb because we're already one of us is already dumb now. So sorry, we. No, I was talking about me. <laughs> we're arguing who's the dumbest. All right, what dumb and, this is. D- dumb and, who's, dumb the, who's the dumbest dumb and dumber on this show? Dumb and dumber. <laughs> so yeah, so just some interesting things. Um, just keep they, tuned. Keep tuned. They, keep following us. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get they, there slowly but surely. And then we'll start getting some uh, good, good. You know, we'll keep the good content rolling. The off season is going to be interesting. It'll be our first off season, so you know, just kind of maybe email us or get us on social media, or you know, some suggestions of what we can do in the off season. Maybe Dan is going to personally Venmo five dollars to the first person that sends that sends us a question to air on the show. Five dollars from D Law will go to that person. Go. If that if that's All right, me, Matt, Dan's gonna buy you a beer. If if, if that's You're our only listener. If that's if that's me, can I uh can I just bend on myself? Mm, no. <laughs> oh, we're not allowed. We, we can't we can't uh We are exempt from winning. Oh jeez. Well, well at least I don't have to worry about getting any emails from you. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> or or family members. Family members are not allowed. Oh, let him. Oh, no. let him take your five bucks. Oh, Matt, I'm trying here. <laughs> I'm hoping we have more than one listener. Come but... on, Billy. Email him anyway. <laughs> All right. So I think I'm about done for this episode. Yeah, I think that that's um, a wrap. That's... So All right. oh, I, didn't, I didn't even get to do this today. There you go. Got so, it. so, so, thanks for tuning in to the Pred Wings podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs?